Blog Talk Radio. Is if you are 
into jazz music, funk music, you would know who Freddie Dugard is. So don't go anywhere. Stay here, right here on the Keys 107 Network, The Rich Magazine, with your boy J.R. Strong, because Mr. Freddie Dugard is definitely in the house. You know, and I, I, I'm honored. I'm really honored that he actually took time out, you know, and, and, and be here with me, you know, with JR. I really appreciate that. And I hope you guys are going to appreciate it too. So, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go through, he has a new project out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to listen to a few cuts off of this live album that he has out. I'm not going to mention the name. We're going to talk about it, you know, when we get on the air. So, what we're going to do right now, okay, is pay some bills, as they say, and come right back and get into none other than my friend now and your friend, musician, Mr. Freddie Dugard. This is J.R. Strong, The Rich Magazine, What's Rich in Your Hood. We'll be right back with Mr. Freddie Dugard. Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories, and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Magazine, what's rich in your hood? Yeah, welcome back, welcome back. This is your boy JR Strong, and we're here. Hood Rich Magazine, what's rich in your hood? Like I said, I have the one and only Mr. Freddie Dugard. He's definitely in the house. And uh, what I want to let you know that if you're listening in online or on a phone, of course, the phone number is 213-943-3618. That's 
1-800-242-1518. If you want to call in, leave a comment, say hi to Freddie, say hi to me, you know, um, just press the number 1 on your keypad on your phone, and that will let me know that you're in queue and you would like to be on the air with us and my special guest, Mr. Freddie Dugard. Before I bring Mr. Dugard in, what I'm about to do right now is to play one of the cuts off of his latest CD, which is called Without a Trace, live from Harlem, New York. This one is called Snakes.
yes, yes. Now that's how you end the song. That's how it goes down. Live and direct, right here on Hoodrich Magazine. That was Snakes. That's off of Without a Trace Live from Harlem, New York. The latest project brought to you by the one and only Mr. Freddie Dugard. And I would like to say right now, Mr. Freddie Dugard, welcome to Hoodrich Magazine on the Keys 107 Network. I'm glad to be here. Oh, my brother, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's great. I'm so happy that you, you could take time out to just spend with us here on Hoodrich, man, and just bless us with your sounds, man, and your voice, and just letting the people know who Freddie Dugard is and is about. You know, um, I've been going through the uh, your, your project here without a trace, and it's a, it's a very, very, very lovely um, live album. You know, yeah, you don't man, get too I much live. You don't get too much live albums anymore, you know, and uh, I'm happy to see that, you know, that live music is, is, is kicking, man. So, Freddie, just tell us, um, tell my audience a little bit about yourself for the ones that don't know. I'm not going to go in it because I want you to tell them who you are. Well, I'm, I'm born, raised in, uh, in Queens, New York, you know, from here all my life, and, uh, you know, Basically, I, I think I still consider myself doing pretty much what every uh, person, young person, has done around the time that I was coming up, uh, getting into music. Uh, you know, this is Jamaica funk territory, as they call it, you know, with some of the greatest uh, musicians coming from out of here. Uh, they were a major influence on myself, just, you know, just hoping to get the level that they were at, you know, in, in their instrument, in their individual instrument. Hmm. Talking about Jamaica funk, uh, what's the, the saxophone player that played on Jamaica funk? Uh, uh, is it Lenny? Is that his name? Yeah, uh, you got I me know. The, the actual members, you know, on that, that tonight. Are you talking about Lenny White? Is it Lenny White? I believe he he lives well, in Queens the, also. Yeah, Lenny White, he, a drummer. Drummer, you know, that's why I said there's so many great, you know, at the time Tom Brown, who uh, wrote the tune, was uh, also, you know, a, uh, I believe a Queens uh, resident as well. I believe so it's Tom Brown. Well, Tom Brown, everybody thinks Jamaica Funk was about uh, Jamaica West Indies. No. And it's, it's, well, you know, it's funny when you talk to people, they say, oh, Jamaica West, is that about Jamaica West Indies? I says, no, it's Jamaica, New York. And, yeah. you know, you can hear, you can hear some of the uh, musicians, the local cats. You know, there's a big story behind the whole song itself, and, you know, I'm not even qualified to even talk about it too much so it won't be uh, misguided in the wrong way. But, you know, that song is... Right. Uh, a national anthem for Jamaica Queens Funk Cat. Yes, it is, and then uh, you know why I mentioned that because I, I do remember last was it last summer, I ended up in the backyard. And, okay. I mean, this was the funkiest back. It's like two backyards together, with a big stage, and like the old crew from Jamaica Funk. I think this was their, it was either last year or the year before, this was the first time they had played together in, I think, 20 years. 
if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I mean, and the people that go to these particular events are, you know, uh, very uh, large musicians, musicians who have, you know, gotten out there to another level, played professional, traveled the world, and still come back to the functions like this that we've always somewhat had. I used to have them when I was younger. You know, uh, Queens was, you know, one of the boroughs blessed with being able to have uh, a place for the young ones to rehearse in the basement. You know, we also call it Queens Home of the Basement Band because, mm. you know, most, most of the homeowners out here had basements and we were uh, bringing our bands in there and, and practicing all, you know, after school or, you know, on the weekend. That was our thing. Wow. So let me ask you, how, how um, who and how... Did you 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 get got into music? When did it start for you? Um, I think just just generally listening to music was one part right there. You know, you kind of dream and you fantasize around these ages of ten. But uh, purchasing my first drum set, you know, it was like one of those little stories that you hear so much. You know, I I asked my uh, moms if I can get a drum set, and of course, you know, that's the instrument of non-choice in the, in a household because of its, you know, loudness. But uh, yeah. I had a paper route. I had a paper route. I did a paper route, uh, saved up about $80, got another $20 from my mother, and brought a um, Rogers Mother of Pearl drum set from out of the byline. And that wow. was $100 set. And from that point, it was noise for, you know, a great period. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how old were you then? Uh, at least 10 years old. Wow, you, know, back, you bought your first I, set. Yeah, well, you know, we, we had ways of working or hustling, you know. In my At that time, it was a paper route. Right, you know, right. I remember, I, I remember those days. I remember those <laughs> days. I remember shoveling snow. <laughs> shoveling snow. I only did corner houses, and I did them by myself so I could make, you know, a little uh, more money. Right. I was a two-bathroom. I was a two basket, you know, with the newspapers. You know, you had one basket in the front. I had front one in the and the front. one in the back. One in the back, yeah. Wow. More house. Entrepreneur skills. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what we were taught, you know. Yeah. Now, talk to me a little bit about growing up in the, back in the days, back in the 70s, and, and how you were able to, you know, one, you bought your drum set, and then, you know, how did, how did you get into actually – being who you are right now and playing with the people that you, you know, and being around the people that you are, you are still around. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of started with just um, listening to the radio, WABC and WWRL, you know, putting on mm. the radio, and you just try to play to whatever you, you know, your technique, you know, would allow you to. And it, to me, it wasn't too many songs. Some were very complex based on the, lack of uh, independence I had, but, you know, playing disco was a little more helpful because you had to lay just four simple, well, let's not call it simple, but four basic beats on the bass drum, and you could just go for about 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, so I didn't start taking lessons, you know, very little lessons. The, reg the lessons that make you not want to play the drums or even take lessons because it didn't make sense. And now that I teach drums, I see all the sets. Why? Exactly. <laughs> so, so you weren't really into the theory 
part of the drums. <laughs> you no, know, I was the into re- the rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let me hurry up and get to that big stage so I never have to do another job but, you know, just play music and rock band. You know, the whole visual thing we see on stage, but we never see the hard, you know, treacherous work that is being done behind the scenes, which I'm finding out and learning today. Right. Now, I know, not, I know, um, say that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm learning basically from, you know, experienced people as I venture on this level. I'm starting at a different stage of my life. I've already worked, you know, uh, a regular job, nine to five, you know, to pay mm-hmm. the bills and keep going. So it limited me to really practicing. And then I wasn't really practicing hard enough to get to a level, to get to another level. The last two, you have to really give honor to all of these great musicians, you know, the ones that are out there around the world and the local cats. They spend a lot of time mastering that instrument. It's very, very yeah. difficult. The, the audience yeah. only sees the final product, but they don't see what they go through to get to that. Every artist is, you know, working very hard at there. If you say ooh and ah to somebody's creative, then you are really seeing a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, a lot of discipline. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know for a fact because I, I, I see, now I'm seeing you everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. You know, if I wasn't aware before, I'm aware now. You know, like I said um, earlier when I walked into the smoke pit and uh, I saw you, first of all, I love your drum set, that little drum Thank set. What, what what type of set is that that you, that you play? That, that's a brand by Yamaha called the Hip Gig, and it's it's kind of made so that the uh, traveling drummer who has to, uh, to carry his own equipment and not take a, you know, have a back line. That means you got to get there with your own stuff. And so it, it's very simple and easy. It, it's in a great set. It projects, and I play, you know, various styles of music, rock bands, indoor and outdoor, and it seems to just work, you know, all the time. Wow. So. Let me ask you, you do a lot of traveling now, or are you on the road a lot, or are you mainly local? I'm I'm mainly local. Um, you know, I, I, I got a chance to go out with, you know, uh, the legendary Fox Humphrey, and that was one great experience to just wow. get out there with such a talented, experienced uh, person and, and kind of learn the ropes. Right then and there, you know, you learn. But, I mean, even doing things local, there are some, so many great local cats that are still here playing with, uh, you know, that I'm even fortunate to hire and use them in my local situation. And I learned so much from these guys. Right. That's beautiful. I know Miss Bobby Humphreys. Um, I've actually had the opportunity of working with her um, a few years back. I, um, I worked at the Schomburg Center up in, um, in Harlem the, the yeah. um, Black Library, and she was regular there at play. I worked in the um, Langston Hughes um, Auditorium, and she would come there um, periodically and, and perform. Um, okay. For a few years. Yeah, so I really, yeah, she is dynamic, man. I love to hear her play that flute, man. You know, that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, what I want to do right now, I want to play another one of your tracks off of your, um, off of, off of the Without a Trace album, the live album. And this song is called uh, Little Sunflower. And I, I just want you before, yeah, 
I just want before we go into to the song, if you could just um tell us who's actually on this album with you. Yes, yeah, so on this particular album, um I was actually playing up in Harlem at Nubian Heritage, which had closed down one twenty six and Fifth Avenue and on here at the time I had uh uh one of my great friends, Vincent Belvin on keyboard. Uh, one of my friends today, who now his wife is playing in my band, uh, Freddie Dugard's Hit Squad. Uh, Kazuki Kitamori is on saxophone. And Mark Bass is on the bass. And it was the uh, four, four of us there uh, on Sunday afternoons. And that's where I actually met Bobby Humphrey. Uh, we had the likes of Paul Mooney sitting in with his, his wife and his yeah. mother just coming there and just sitting and enjoying our music. Wow, that's so beautiful, man. So let's take a listen now to Little Sunflower. Thank you. 
yes, yes, that's Mr. Freddie Hub- Freddie Dugard right here, little sunflower off of his Without a Trace live from Harlem, New York CD that's out right now. Um, Freddie, could you just tell us a little bit about um, how you ended up doing this uh, CD, Without a Trace? Yeah, it was just an idea that, you know, uh, the venue itself was such a nice place, and we had such a great response from the audience. They were coming back regular. I just said it would be nice to just record, you know, a live session here, you know, of the songs and be able to, you know, give it to uh, people. I actually get lucky and hand out some of them. I call them my mother's cookies, the CDs itself. And I just give them to people if I meet them, their birthday or something like that. So, you know, that that's uh, one of the ways that the CD is now being distributed. Right. Okay, so let me ask you, how how is the music business for you right now? Uh, what is your feelings on the music business, how how things have um, evolved over the years and where we're at right now, especially playing jazz and funk? Yeah, I think, you know, the music business, uh, from you know, only my perspective, and is, is really, I think everything evolves and everything changes. You know, uh, you still have to be able to play an instrument. There are not too many uh people, young people coming behind us, there are, you know, quite many I'm, I'm fortunate to run into, but it's it's changing. Uh, people are becoming more aware of the music business itself and seeing that it is a very difficult place to maintain your status in a high place so that you can, you know, really be out there and do this for the rest of your life. It's a very difficult task like any art, you know, and any discipline. So you're an entrepreneur with when you're kind of doing the music business today. So definitely I know, like, you know, most people think that, you know, as a musician or as an artist, especially an artist that sings and whatnot, that you're supposed to go out here and look for this big record deal and you're going to get a, um, you know, a big signing bonus and all of that good stuff. Yeah, and, and you're gonna and you're gonna be rich, <laughs> and, and you know it's that's that is such false information that's uh, out there, you know. Um, but you know you do that with sports too. You know you 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 see some of these great athletes play, and you think you grab a ball, and you just go to the nearest court, and you know can you go to that nearest court and shoot one thousand balls in one spot? You know, and mm. when you when you can do something like that, and that's a little over exaggerated, but that's the passion, and that's the you know what you really need to have in order to even have a chance at that lottery of of being successful at at your passion. Right, right. Now you said you didn't really um, in the beginning you weren't really interested in in uh, in, in the say the theory of the whole music. Um, that involves reading music and whatnot, but I, I do understand that you're you're a drum instructor now. Yeah, at, I, I, at your I do, college. Um, yeah, at your college, I am on the faculty. I have done a continuing ed uh, class there. Uh, you know, the art of drumming. I've worked, uh, done your college's plays, uh, Fame and Rent and Dream Girls, which we just did. Uh, you know, it's almost like I'm their resident drummer in the uh, performing arts uh, program, and 
I'm fortunate to, to be there with some great people, Jonathan Quash and Mark Adams and the director now, uh, Tim Tim, is uh, directing that performance. So it's a great opportunity for myself to be there and, and to be around so many talented people. Wow, you know the the just to let you know the 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 board is lighting up right now. We have a few callers on the line that I'm going to bring in in a few in a few seconds. Um, I'm pretty sure they would like to talk to you. And um, what I'm going to do, we're having some problems with the board. So if we try to bring you in and you don't you don't we don't hear you or anything, please. If you have to hang up and call back, please do so. It is a busy, it's hump day, as they call it. <laughs> and believe you me, block talk is, 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 is kind of overwhelmed on Wednesdays. So bear with us, and um, we're, we're, we're going to really get through this. I'm so happy that Mr. Dugard is here sharing his experiences with us. And what I want to do right now, Fred, I'm going to try to bring in a caller on the line from 516 Area Code. Let's see if it's a hello, 516-309. Are you on the air? 561-309? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hi there. Hi there. Uh, hey, Freddie, John Dawkins, how you doing? Hey, man, what's going on? You got it. You got it what's going on. Let me just say real quick, because I know you got a lot of calls. Uh, I'm, I'm down here in Boynton Beach, Florida now, but I'm from Jamaica, Queens, the home Uh-oh. of the punk. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got started. I got. I'm in my mid 60s now. I'm a retired teacher, and I started playing piano in my 40s, which is kind of late. And Freddie to his barbecues, where musicians used to come around during the summer. And Freddie gave me my first start, so to speak, showcase working with bands, and and it's been wonderful. Uh, Freddie is a very great player, um, and the great ones are very humble. He's a band leader, drummer, teacher. Most of all, a great friend. Uh, because of him now, I, I switched uh, uh, from from uh, piano to drums, and I'm wow. having a ball down here with drums. Uh, Freddie has a, if, if I can just, I know I don't want to take up too much time, but I just want to plug him a little bit. Uh, if you get a chance to see him, he has his hit squad, which he calls it, out in Jamaica, Queens. A lot of musicians come by. And you got to check him out for the audience on his website and YouTube. Uh, and he's a great guy. I, I, I'm so fortunate to have him. He's come down to Florida with me and spent time and given me lessons. And, John, you got to do this and don't do that and just stick with it and so forth and so forth. So it's just an honor and a pleasure to uh, hear you and hear that you're doing well and to hear you on the radio, and I just hope everyone can get a chance to check you out as soon as possible. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll send that money in the in the mail. Oh, yeah, listen, 10%, you know I got to get my 10%. Yeah, that's what you always say every time, yes. Yeah. Wow, that's big. But anyway, that's okay. Big. But I'm going to get off now, but uh, I enjoy listening to your radio show, and uh, Thank you. Freddie, you, you carry on, and I hope everyone really takes advantage of Freddie Dugard and his hit squad and check him out uh, at the various venues, and uh, take care now. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. And okay. what's your name again? John Dawkins. John Dawkins. John Dawkins. John Dawkins from Jamaica, Queens, and now living in Boynton Beach, Florida. 
and and beaten in Boynton Beach, Florida, because I know you're hitting the skins out there still. I'm hitting right? them. I went out and got me a uh, I went out and got me a Gretsch kit just like Freddie. Wow, that's what's so up, I'm, I'm man. Saying, Thank but, you but, so but much. I, but I got I, I got my I got myself a teacher. I'm doing all the things. Uh, Freddie Freddie said to me one day, "Do you like how John? Do you like how I play?" And I said, "I certainly do." Well, then you have to do some of the things that I do, and that is the right. discipline. Freddie Freddie has six points. I don't know if he wants to elaborate on them that he stresses. But it's 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 very analogous to that shooting those thousand shots in one spot in basketball, the same type of thing that you have to do in any art, but particularly drumming. And uh, I'm having a ball with this, and I'm very fortunate to have him and a great teacher down here named Frank Derrick that's uh, really helping me along at this stage of my life. All right, so, John, thank you so much, you man. Thank you uh, so thank much you so for calling much for in. Having, for having him on your broadcast. Thank you. Believe you me, it's my pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, Freddie, let's let's talk a little bit more about about your your instructor um, position at at New York, um, at at, um, York College. Now, how how did that come about, and, and, you know, how how did that whole situation come about? Yeah, just getting to, you know, um, York was uh, a pleasure and honor. Uh, you know, I'm retired from the New York City Department of Corrections, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, something that I did prior to me really uh, 10 years ago, and I really jumped into, you know, this this musician uh, thing that I wanted to do. Uh, like I said, I retired from uh, Rikers Island. I was there for 20 years, and I even had bands in Rikers Island. I was, you know, teaching drums while I was actually working, you know, 9 to 5, I uh, had two great teachers, Frank Bellucci and Dom Famularo, along with, uh, as well as along with some local people, Camille Gaynor, uh, another uh, great uh, drummer. Uh, they all taught me what it took to really get to this next level of drumming. So I got to York and um, in about 2005 and uh, with the help of uh, Mark Adams, a great piano player, I got a couple of CDs out and um, was able to just work my way in there, and, and I saw that it took even more discipline to, uh, you know, really stay in uh, in that level of uh, playing with these guys, Mark Adams, Jonathan Quash, and the whole performing arts program. Mm. Wow. This, this, is pretty, this is pretty much, it's funny that after I retired, I just had an article come out in Martin Drummer Magazine. It right. just came out on Newsstands yesterday, and it was talking about getting back in the game, and this is pretty mm. much what I I decided to do was get back in this game. I am a um, I guess retired athlete. Um, you know, I actually started running track, which took me all the way to college, and it was mm-hmm. actually prepping me. I, I was in the position of actually you know heading for the Olympics, but uh, that's another story. How my um, you know, my little swagger got in front of me and made me take another turn and kind of leave uh, mm. for you. You know, but it was all, it was a great experience. I was in uh, Tennessee uh, Tech. I went to Tennessee Tech and uh, was running up there and was breaking some records. Uh, we had the Kids Olympics here in New York City where I became the fastest kid in New York City around uh, 72. And that just catapulted me all the way up to college. And I used that same concept. Of, that I did with track to become this 
now a musician. And it takes the same work. It's the same discipline that an athlete would use to become good at their craft that you have to do with this music, you know. Yes, yes. So let me ask you, where 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 can we find you now? I know you're at on Thursday night here in Queens. You're at the uh, Smoke Pit. Yeah, so that's where I'm I catch up smoke, to you. Yeah, I'm at the Smoke Barbecue Pit every Thursday from six to ten, and down there I'm I'm surrounded by some great musicians. Uh, Eric Lemons on bass sometimes. Uh, Paul Von Fadden, Keiko Kato on keyboards. You know, Kazuki. Kitamori on sax, and we got a sax player in Kaz, L.A. Blacksmith, uh, Stanley Banks. I mean, we I get so many great musicians that have to come in. David Jones on bass. I mean, the, I, I, the list goes on. And the late uh, Dave Jackson, who uh, just passed away recently, who we lost from the Jamaica Funk crew. Uh, we mm. lost Dave Jackson and Donald Blackman, you know, two of the the gurus of this uh, Jamaica funk sound. So, And you can also catch me at Sangria. That's located on Sufton Boulevard, and that's every Saturday from 8 to 11, and that's 9541 Sufton. And we're doing a contest that you must really get involved. It's just starting, Do You Think You Can Sang? And if you go to mm. my website, go to my website, you can now register, put your song in, and see the instructions. And we got some great giveaways. We're going to, you know, actually uh, got some great first, second, and third prizes that you can win. And, you know, we can build this up, and somebody can win almost every week. Now, this is not a karaoke, right? you got to really sing. Yeah. Did you, well, you got to you got to sing, and you're actually going to be playing with Freddie Dugard's Hit Squad. Uh, so you're going, to have to really, you're going to have to be on your toes. You're going to send us your song. We're going to learn it, and you're going to get a chance, and... The, you, the winners are going to, you're going to win. The judges are basically uh, your your applause from the audience. So, you know, you might want to just gather up some of your friends. And you can uh. win some good, you know, we got dinner for two. And you can even get critiqued by a great uh, uh, producer, songwriter, uh, Lala. She will critique your, uh, your performance as a third place. I mean, I've had so many singers tell me they want to actually lose just to get critiqued by one of uh, the greatest songwriters. One of the judges. Yeah, <laughs> one of the uh, judges that will be there for that. She uh, wrote Whitney Houston's hit record, You Give Good Love. And wow. I'm sure she'll be glad to just help, help somebody by critiquing them, showing them what they can do to have uh, more fun at their gift. Wow, that is wonderful. So just give the people uh, one more time, the information where they can do they they have to pre-register or they just come to Sangria's yeah. or yes, yeah. uh, they go to my website at at uh, uh, freddydugard.com or sirfreddy.com and hit on the tab uh, Freddy's Hit Squad and you'll see everything there the instructions what you need to do you can also you know become a friend of, of me on Facebook at you know Freddy Dugard and you can see uh, you know the program going on. At, uh, there as well. I think wow, that is wonderful. It's going to be something great for the community. You yes, know? it is. It's, it's definitely. I'm definitely going to come through myself, you know. Um, uh, like I said, I bought... I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do a little Larry Graham something, you know. Grand, okay. Grand Let, let's see. The board is lighting up, man. We got another caller here from our 718 
718297. 718297. You're on the air. Hello. <clears throat> yes, I'm here. I'd like to know what Hump Freddie Dugard is getting over today this Wednesday. Ah, ah. <laughs> and, who, and who is this calling? <laughs> this is James Turner. Oh, of my Jamaica goodness. Queens. That's James Turner, the, the bass player. Uh, oh. I'd, like to say, I'd like to say this about Fred and possibly ask him a question. Um, you've noted that Fred is a teacher. <clears throat> the thing that's significant about that for me is I've taken music lessons all my life. Uh, when I met Fred, the most important lesson that I should have gotten, it wasn't emphasized by the many music teachers that I've paid uh, to take piano lessons, bass lessons, was rhythm, how to read and understand rhythm. And that when you look at a chart, if you can read the rhythm, then you know the song. The pitch is somewhat a natural effect of music. You will follow the, the pitch. But a lot of times people don't understand note values, and that has been what Fred has emphasized since I've known him. Everyone's mentioned how he talked about getting a teacher and having a teacher and how important it is. I ignored that for a long time. But once Fred explained rhythm to me, eventually I went and got a teacher. Um, Fred, yes, sir? Uh, what do you suggest that musicians do today uh, to stay on the scene? To, to to keep working as you have. You know, I mean, I only act. I asked somebody that same question, and they answered me by just keep practicing. You have to be ready for when it's your time to do whatever is necessary. So it's just always. And here it goes back to my track days. You know, I had to practice every day, all week, everything that I needed to do for one race that came that would make me shine. So the, the thing you do is this: don't focus on what you love, your instrument. Just keep practicing. And then when you get a call, you'll be super ready. That's mm -hmm. what's up. That's what's up. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, time is winding down. We got another caller from 718. It's 718 718-565. 718-565. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. This is Lala. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I just want to say um, how wonderful it is for you to have Freddie Dugard on the air this evening. Thank you. Oh, man, I'm thanking him for, for actually <laughs> taking time out and being here. And you also. Oh, well, thank here. you. I just and, and know you're running out of time, so I'm just going to quickly going to add, I mean, everybody's been talking about everything, so I think Freddie covered all the bases already. And I just want to say a couple of things. Number one is that, you know, the Modern Drummer um, article says, you know, he's back in the game. But, you know, one good thing about Freddie is that he never really left the game. Mm. He's someone who started off playing as a young person, you know, and then uh, went on to work what we like to call straight job. But mm. even while he was working that straight job, he still continued to play, even with the people that he was working with in the straight job. He was pulling them into his band even back then. Right. So he never stopped playing. And the reason why he is still in the game is because he never stopped playing. And to me, right. that's something that I always admired when I first met him at York College. It was the thing that I admired most about him was that he was still playing. And 
I visited some of the uh, events that he hosted at the Queens Public Libraries where young children, as very young children between the age, grade school students all the way up to middle school students, all the way up to high school students, you should see their faces and how their faces light up when Freddie is teaching them. And he doesn't uh, just teach them drums and note values. He teaches them values. He teaches them about being somebody and about doing something with your life. And I think that's what makes him a spectacular, not just musician, but a human being that truly gives from the heart. And that will always go a long way. Wow. Well, thank you, Miss Lala. Another $50 I, I got to give up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to working with you, Freddie. <laughs> hey, Ms. Lala, thank you very much. Every, thank you very much. This, I know we had mentioned in the beginning, um, Freddie had mentioned mentioned you, but can you just let our audience know who you are and the works that you have done and the great works that you've done out here? Oh, my Ms. goodness. Lala. I don't like to talk about myself. This is not really about me. This is really about Freddie. About, I mean, I, all I want to say is that I was lucky. I was at the right place at the right time. Um, I had a little bit of talent. I had a lot of good friends, and things just happened. What can I say? My contribution to American Music Songbook is that I was able to launch the career of my dear departed sister, Whitney Houston. I wrote her debut single, You Give Good Love, which was her first number one record. And, uh, you know, I will always remember what she told me, and that was that this song was going to be a hit, and she was right, and it was. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution to our world and our life, and I'm so happy that you guys are together. Now, Fred, time is winding down. we got like about another four minutes left, but I want you to just um, give us – I know you have – is it six points? Six points. Yeah, it's my six words. And, you know, these six words will be going with the product I'm putting out, which is my six rocks. So look for mm-hmm. that. But these these six words, I don't know, I just came up, it made sense. I think everybody has their own personal uh, words of wisdom, but this kind of just clicked to me and made sense. And it's, it's the first six words are your emotions. This is how you feel about something that you may want to do in your life. And you always have faith that you can do it. You have belief that you can do it, and you have desire that you can do it. And so, so that's the emotion. But the last six words are where we have to be very strong, and that's discipline, repetition, and focus. Discipline. You know, every time, discipline, repetition, and focus. Those are the hard ones. Those are the, what I call the mechanical things. You have to be very right. disciplined to get out there, practice every day, um, repetition. You have to understand over and over. Over and over can be so long. When you get bored, that's where it starts. And focus is to stay focused on the repetitions that you're doing. And if you can really stay on those six words, I think it kind of guides you and helps you see where you may be falling short in a project or anything that you're trying to accomplish. And if you can't, you know, sustain these Six words. If I can't, I can always gauge myself and see what I need to put more energy in. Discipline, 
you know, in repetition and focus, never give up. And that's even repetition. Right. Never giving up right. over and over. Don't worry about no one time. Don't worry about it a hundred times. Okay. Now let's just um let the uh listening audience know if they want to get in contact with you, Mr. Freddie Dugard, how do they do that? Yeah, they can go to my website and especially if you want to get into this great contest at Sangria. It starts soon, so go to my website, register, read the instructions, uh Freddie dot com or surfreddy.com, and you can like go there and email me and it'll it'll come right to me. And, uh, you know, that's the best way to contact me. Or come down to the pit, you know, that's on Merrick Boulevard, 129-21 Merrick on every Thursday from 6 to 10. Or catch me at Sangria, and that's on Supton, and that's at 9541 Supton Boulevard. And I'm there Saturdays from uh, 8 to 11. And that's where you you think you can sing is going to be. We're going to have fun with this. we got to have fun. Yes, yes. Well, I want everybody to make sure you remember the information to come on out to Sangria's, also at the Barbecue Smoke Pit Thursday. In fact, you'll be there tomorrow, right? I'll be uh, there tomorrow, tomorrow. yes. Fourth right. of July. Come on by, have some barbecue, and listen to some great music by great musicians. Mr. Freddie Dugard, I want to thank you so much for taking and time thank out. Thank you so much for having me. All right. This is J.R. Strong, Hoodrich Magazine, What's Rich in Your Hood. God bless and have a great night.